I was very, very far away from yoga. I actually thought yoga was for people who couldn't bench press, who couldn't exercise. <laughs> but in, uh, in 2004, my daughter was diagnosed with bone cancer. That was a turning point in my life. Somebody who I love so much can be just taken away from me in a split second and I won't even know it. I started reading Power Up Now. After that, I read uh, Sadhguru's book, Mystic Music. I started meditating. So it's been quite a journey after that. I did the wholeness program with Sadhguru. Despite doing the things I don't like doing, I'm still happy. And I was pretty miserable doing things I like doing because I was stuck to them. You need to grow to your highest potential. I need to grow to my highest potential. So, do, so does everybody. That's his vision, that every human being grows to his highest potential. What else do you want to do for the outside world is entirely open to you. and welcome back to the podcast today we have someone very special <laughs> the first guest on this podcast who is above 50 years which usually maybe might not be something that people celebrate the older they get the less they they really celebrate their birthdays because they're thinking they're moving towards death and moving away from life but with Our today's, today's guest, it's, uh, it's, it's not like that because he's making use of the, the science, the yogic science and um, enhancing himself and seeing how to, to live to his ultimate, to live up to his ultimate potential. So I hope you enjoy this one. Thank you so much for, for joining this podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I would invite you to, to share a little bit about yourself, to introduce yourself to, to the audience and how, how the tools and techniques of, of yoga came into your life and how are you making use of them right now. Because I feel like yeah. at, at your age, you know, like my dad is similarly your age and um, he, was, he was into sports when he was young until he had a certain injury. And then once he lost track of, of, the, of the sport, once he was done with that he was like all his life he was struggling to get back into any kind of physical activity uh, yeah uh, my name is Yogesh Mateen I'm from Bombay India that is I was very very far away from yoga as far as I know it. Uh, I actually thought yoga was for people who couldn't bench press who couldn't exercise <laughs> It was such a weird thing. I always thought, okay, it was for people who can't do all these things. Because I always saw my father do hot yoga all the time. And I used to keep wondering, why is he lying around? You know, after they, they, in Vajrasana, he's lying around. I used to keep wondering, what is he doing? I couldn't figure it out. But in, a, in 2004, my daughter, Malvika, of course, She was diagnosed with uh, bone cancer, that's osteogenic sarcoma. That was a turning point in my life because till then I used to, I, I was in my own world actually. That incident just brought me to a sudden stop and because I started wondering, I said my life has become so fragile. Somebody 
who I love so much, can be just taken away from me in a, in a, in a split second and I won't even know it. That broke me from inside, though externally I was okay. But internally I was very disturbed. And somehow I started reading a book. I started reading Power of Now. After that, I read uh, Sadhguru's book, uh, Mystic Musings. Hmm. That made a little bit of a difference to me. You know, I, it shifted me a little bit. I started meditating. And uh, it was a surprising thing at my dad's house. There was a paying guest. Her name was Reema Walia. She just does Sadhguru's course. That's the time I was looking for a guru. Since I just started meditating, and uh, the, the instantaneous name which came to my, her mind was, why don't you do Sadhguru's course that of wholeness program? Hmm. I said, yeah, definitely. He's an English-speaking guru. Most of the gurus available are not English-speaking, so I could not relate to them too much. And since she was there and she was raving about Sadhguru all the time, like he's like this, he's like that, he has a bell around him, he keeps twirling the bell around. <laughs> I said, this guru, I must <laughs> I must do the police program. <laughs> Not knowing exactly what I was getting into, you know. Mm. So, uh, in, I think this was the month of June, June 2004 or 5, I don't remember the exact dates. Uh, was the first day I went to Isha Foundation. Prior to that, I was smoking, I was drinking, I was having non-veg, I was having panparag, that betel nut. I had all the possible vices in the world, actually. You know. So, and uh, in June, uh, it was so amazing, it was so different. Uh, I was so addicted to everything. You know. Just landing at the airport in Coimbatore, to the ashram is approximately a drive of 1 hour 15 minutes. In that time, I must have smoked 10 cigarettes because I knew I wasn't going to get them at the ashram, obviously, you, since you can't smoke there. But I must have smoked 10 cigarettes, you know, one after the other, just so that I have my pill before I reach the ashram. <laughs> So it's been quite a journey after that. Of course, I did the wholeness program with Sadhguru. Uh, the first three, four days were extremely excruciating because I was going through all the possible withdrawals. It was smoking, panparag, drinking, not, it's multiple issues, you know, <laughs> so multiple problems, multiple withdrawals at one given time. <laughs> Plus getting up at five o'clock in the morning. 5.30 in the morning, taking a bath, doing mm. yoga. So first two, three days, I was, first two days, three days, I was really irritated, you know. Mm. But then nonetheless, I saw so many people doing the program and, you know, they were enjoying it. I said, okay, yeah, if these guys can handle it, I'm sure I can handle it. I can handle the same, you know. And there were 80, 85-year-old guys doing the yoga at 6 in the morning. Mm. That really inspired me. I said, if these guys can do it, I can definitely do it. Nonetheless, the day he initiated me, uh, the initiation process, uh, I felt damn good about. 
I felt really, really, really pleased with myself. I, it's not that something great, you know, but I felt five, ten percent better, and that really hit me in what sense that, despite doing the things I don't like doing, I'm still happy. And I was pretty miserable doing things I liked doing because I was stuck to them. So that hit me, and uh, I said, "Yeah, I should uh, definitely continue doing this what I'm doing because it seems like the right thing to do." Though culturally, and uh, though being an Indian, you know, you're culturally always always in touch with yoga, but somehow I was very far away from. It. I mean, it was the last thing on my mind. But something did touch me, and I held on to that and continued doing my practices all throughout. So that's how I got into yoga by default. Actually, my daughter's illness, which was supposed to be a terrible time for us, because we were financially broke, I had just invested in a flat in Bombay, mentally disturbed. Not knowing whether she's going to make it, not going to make it, how's it going to turn out, what the future is going to lie, nonetheless was a very, very beautiful point in my life. That's the surprising part of it. I could handle it so much more gracefully, having yoga and having the tools by my side, than uh, without it. I just would not be able to handle that situation without the grace and the tools available to me. That would be one of my questions, you know, for maybe for someone who's uh, who's who has a family member that um, has cancer. How, like looking back at your own situation, what would you say um, were things that? But you already mentioned, you know, the grace and the and the yoga were things that that really grounded you, that that kept you up. Um, was there anything else that, looking back at the situation, that you felt like um, you could have done different, or people who are going through it now, maybe, um, yeah, how how to hold on to to the possibility of the person recovering instead of drowning into the thought that this person might die. Well, I always thought that well, the possibility I was I I was okay with the fact that if she has to go, she has to go. Hmm. I was in tune with that, but I was not going to let my time with her be bad. Hmm. I wanted it. I did not know whether she's going to make it or not. But that time, if she was there with me for a year or six months or a year and a half, I don't know. I wanted that time to be special and beautiful. Mm -hmm. I want it it to be a celebration for myself and for her and for the family. Mm. So that's how I took it. That's how. That's what yoga taught me. That this is this is a time available for you. Make sure that your family goes through it as beautifully as possible, so that whether whether you make it or not, at least the memory of that beauty is always going to be there. For the person going through it, physically, that's my daughter, and for us, 
emotionally, that's me and my wife emotionally and financially to go through that situation. So I was just trying to make the situation as light and beautiful as possible. We, when she was going through a chemotherapy, I'll give you an example. We used to play games. We used to play games in her room to liven her up, you know. We used to play pranks on the doctors. We used to... <laughs> this sounds unbelievable, but this is what we did. So that the atmosphere, the emotional atmosphere was never down. The mm. emotional atmosphere was always charged and happy. So the consequence, whether she makes it or not, was not our uh, objective, you know. It mm. just living happy was our objective and we won. We won because we lived happily. It did not matter to us eventually whether she's going to make it or not. We were, of course, doing all the right things for her to survive and to make it and to be a happy person. Mm. But we wanted her to be happy and us to be happy, whether she makes it or not. Mm. Mm. That, changed, that changed the whole atmosphere of the house. Mm. People who used to come to see us, they could not believe that our daughter was going through such a severe problem. They used to even come to the hospital and ask them why you so happy. Hmm. So that, <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, that's, that was crazy. That's actually really powerful because uh, if you look at the, even the science of the self-healing mechanism of the human being, um, your thoughts are very, very important. So if all the time you're just thinking about, like if you are helping your daughter to be joyful to be happy to be you know to experience life to its fullest therefore you're um you're amping up her self-healing mechanism because in joy and in, in love you're healing much faster and easier than in miser like if you're miserable and and just thinking about how bad the situation is we just wanted to be happy with each other the allotted time we had, frankly speaking, I did not know the science behind it at all. It's just that I did not know how much time is there and I didn't want us to have any unpleasant memories about the same whatever happened. Mm. So we went through that time so beautifully. It, it was a turning point for us as a family, for my daughter, for my wife, as well as for me. Mm. That bond, that incident created such a bond within us that is completely unbreakable. Hmm. And it created such a beautiful bond and such beautiful memories. Even I hope my daughter has beautiful memories since I have beautiful memories of the same. Hmm. Though she was going through a lot of discomfort, but we tried to make the situation as pleasing as possible for her. Hmm. So that she has the least amount of physical discomfort by 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 having an emotional high all the time. Hmm. Ah, well, that's wonderful. Um, I would love to know more about the the wholeness program as well because I I don't know anybody who went through through this program. So um, uh, that, you know? that they stopped the program. I think I was the last person, <laughs> hmm. one of the last. I to do the 
wholeness program. The wholeness program had everything, like the name, like like the name is. Of course, it was just conducted by Sadhguru. I must say that man, uh, I have no words to describe him. He, he's, he's a great, great human, great yogi. I mean, I he's just changed my life around. Frankly, I'm I, like raving about a person. He's a great human being. He's the highest on earth today. That that much I know. Nonetheless, the wholeness program has uh, everything in it. Uh, even uh, it starts with Hatha Yoga, uh, has Surya Namaskar. We had Shambhavi Mahamudra. We had Shakti Chalan Kriya. So I think we had every. Uh, we had Shunya meditation. Hmm. We had everything at one go. Everything. It was it was a residential program done, of course, at Coimbatore, and Sadhguru was conducting it. This was a seven or eight day residential program, and an amazing program, amazing, because it had everything at one at one go. <laughs> I didn't have to break it up. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't have to break it up. Did everything at one go. And so, when you left the 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 ashram. Um... How 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 did you feel? Were you like, I want to come back to this place? Uh, I really love this place. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a part of me which uh, there was a part of me which hated going back because I was I was diametrically opposite the culture of yoga, completely opposite. Like Sadhguru says, a bhogi, a complete bhogi in every sense. I mean, a person who's having alcohol, smoking 30, 40 cigarettes, drinking every night, non-veg, so was the least of the things, uh, pan parag, betel nut, all the time, chewing tobacco all the time, you know? So with all these things, a part of me just did not want to go back to that place ever. But after three months, I did the PSP. <laughs> 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 I just went the pull of Sadhguru and the ashram and uh, how I felt you know was so much I just had to go back and do the BSP mm. after doing the BSP I again swore to myself I'm never coming back here it's too tough I can't handle it it's absolutely mm. <laughs> Different than what I'm used to doing. After six months, I did the Samyama. <laughs> so you can imagine the pull was so strong of Sadhguru. And of course, the Dhyanalinga at that time. And the place and the energy structure there was so strong that despite my stupidity of trying to hold on to my stupid self, their pull was much stronger, much, mm. much stronger. I had to keep going back. Mm. After that, I did six Samyama programs. <laughs> 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 Consecutively every year. When you talk about Guru, um, the first thing that I think of is people from India that I've met um, who, who have met a lot of people who call themselves gurus, but they're not like, they're, you know, doing, making a business out of it. 
So when you were seeking for a, a guru, um, was that in, in your mind that maybe someone will, you know, try to, to get your money and just use you? Because I feel like there is a misconception about the word guru and what a guru is and everything. True, but uh, somehow when I went to the Holiness program and the setup of Siksha Foundation and how Sadhguru was, this thought didn't even occur to my, come to my mind. You know? mm. uh, I knew I was at the right place. I knew I had the right guru. I knew, I knew he was special. I knew he's something great, frankly speaking. Uh, I can't articulate it in words, but I knew that he's the one, uh, I mean, I knew he's beyond all these things. There may be whatever things about other gurus, definitely, and they must be doing all the wrong things or whatever. But Sadhguru is not like that. I knew I was at the right place. I was at the right, doing the right things, and I knew I had the right science, the technology. The yogic technology I'm talking about, which was available to Guru, I know that's the highest available as on date on earth, as a matter of fact. So that wasn't in my mind. Yes. And you felt you experienced the significance of these practices on yourself? Well, yeah, I felt much better, though I didn't do the practices the way they had actually taught, <laughs> taught me that's my mistake. They, I stopped doing Hatha Yoga, I did the Shambhavi all the time, you know. I did the Shakti Chalankriya, then the Shambhavi, I continued it all throughout. Uh, but I stopped doing the Hatha Yoga, which was a very, very, very big mistake of mine because my energy started growing, but the balance within the system was not there at all because uh, without the yoga hatha yoga the balance is not there which you require which which is required mm. for daily functioning so i was freaking out a little bit but uh, they had taught it to us and my mistake entirely i didn't mm. so now later um, looking back at that uh, mistake that you made you 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 told me about how um, this came back to you so you started to do Hatha Yoga again. And um, yeah, please please share your experience of the significance of, of it. And, and Lockdown started to happen. This was, I think, uh, in India, it was around 24th of March. And uh, since that day, Sadhguru's been coming on live, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, uh, every day. So every day, all through the lockdown, since I had all the time working, I was was doing my practices, but I was watching that live telecast every day, you know. I was also still emotionally a little, you know, not very confident within myself because I used to react, freak out a little bit, you know. But this happened, uh, let's say, at the end, during the end of May, I was watching the program. I knew something different was going on and the element Akash is entering within. Now, this may sound fairy tale-ish, but I'll tell you what I felt, okay? Whether you believe me, disbelieve me, that's up to you. Mm. But I know what I was experiencing. I knew the element Akash was was entering within my Ajna Chakra. 
and my uh, presence was growing my energy was growing around so akash was around me and something within me was breaking i knew he was doing something beyond time and space it sounds ridiculous because he was i don't know where city <laughs> i don't know it was in the us that time or is it still in the us during the lockdown yeah and i am in bombay uh, watching his program on my mobile phone you know <laughs> so it sounds quite ridiculous i knew he did something definitely did something because from that day onwards i the next day itself i started doing surya namaskar okay which i have not done since the last uh, 15 years it was ridiculous <laughs> start doing surya namaskar and you know the first thing in the morning i just how i didn't it took me 2 3 months to figure out that oh shit my pattern has completely suddenly changed and i started doing four surya namaskar five surya namaskars because i was not you know physically in shape today i do 54 surya namaskars in the morning 54 in the evening and i can go on and on and on with the surya namaskar that that amount of energy i it's just uh, time i have to go back to work or you know my wife might throw me out of my house if i just keep doing <laughs> <laughs> so i stop myself that now mm. otherwise uh, he did something to me he just mix the chemistry right or what was required what was missing in my practices what i had actually forgotten so he gave that as a gift to me during the lockdown which till now now it's been since the 1st of may i started doing it this it's december i'm still doing 54 surya namaskars in the morning 54 in the evening and i feel great not only that i'm sure i can run a marathon after doing surya namaskar so i feel that physically fit hmm. that would <laughs> wow. so that's been a change uh, and that uh, happened only because of what he did during hmm. lockdown beyond time and space that was his gift to me and i thank him for it hmm. wow that's that's wonderful uh, what a what a beautiful experience the body not as a as a barrier but as a platform to do something greater than absolutely i had uh, because of not doing the yoga the hatha yoga that is the surya namaskar the stability was missing within my system now because of that the emotional stability which is there in my system is fantastic and that mm. it's just because of his grace and whatever he did i don't know how to articulate and explain it to that i mean i don't know exactly what he did but whatever he did work that that's all i know yes that's 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 all that matters um and and i mean you, you when you were watching it um you you were telling me before also that after the after the darshan you just sat for you know a certain period of time and move for the darshan started at 6 o'clock i just did not generally after the darshan sangeeta and me my wife and me go always go for a walk in the building so but i just told her i'm not getting up from here i mean it felt so damn good whatever 
happening to me. Mm. I was stationary from 6 to 8.30 in the evening. I just couldn't move from my chair. Mm. That, and the next day I start doing I start doing Surya Namaskar. It's just crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Whatever he did, uh, it worked and it's working brilliantly. That's what I would love to know more about uh, the presence of, of the Devi Yantra coming to your into your space because you shared with me that you have uh, one in your place and one in your office. So how, how did that happen? How, how was uh, the, the Yantra ceremony for you? Um, was that dimension of the feminine, divine feminine, always something that you were drawn to? Or yeah, how did the relationship change with, with the Devi Yantra? Actually, uh, uh, I never had uh, this thing in my mind at all. I just went for the consecration of the Devi, mm. which happened at Coimbatore Risha. When I went there, I just fell in love with her. <laughs> I have no words to explain. <laughs> And to my uh, luck, I was on the flight back, on the flight back from Coimbatore to Bombay. The guy sitting next to me had a yantra, and mm. I had I did, till then I did not even have an idea a yantra exists. So I just started talking to him. I said, "Do you have a yantra? What is a yantra?" Mm. I mean, that was my first question. He said, "No, they Sadhguru's consecrated the Devi yantra, and he's given it to me, and this is the cost, and I've taken it at home, and you know, we do a puja." So I was all over the place over him, you know. Just tell me more about this. So I was crazy. I took his phone number. I said, okay, this is what happened. I was extremely excited. I was 100% sure I'm getting her home. <laughs> okay, to the irony of things, I go back with all the excitement to my wife. <laughs> and tell her all these things and she thought I was a nut job. <laughs> She thought that God knows what's happened to him. <laughs> This guy is on drugs or something, or Sadhguru is possessed or something. I don't know what was going on in her mind. She told me no way. She said no way. You're spending that money or you're getting the same home and this and that and. We can do so much more with the money and this. I said, this is what your issue is—the money. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's the least of my issues. You should be talking about getting a devi at home. I said, see, I'm going to get her come what may. So whether you like it or don't like it, I'm going to get her. Then, and since I realized that the resistance of hers was so much, I got the avigna. I bought the avigna yantra. From Sadhguru, uh, we of course have to do a whole process, and I got her to the office because I knew my wife was not too hot, and I didn't want uh, Ma to be in such an atmosphere where she's mm. not desired completely. So I got her home. I got her to the office, and uh, the first year of my business went phenomenally crazy. I made a crazy amount of money. <laughs> mm. Because of her face, it was crazy. I mean, it was suddenly my business trip 
triple that here itself the day the year she came wow <laughs> nobody talks about it, frankly i don't talk to these hmm. people about this but uh, that happened of course it stabilized after that but her presence initially was like a bumper lottery for me hmm. which most people don't know <laughs> <laughs> after that after that my uh, wife pulled up a little bit and mm. she figured that you know i'm she's not going to be able to convince me not to have a devi at home and i took her to the us for a vacation and of course i did all the husband nice things you know what husband does you know so she was a little happy with me <laughs> and she said okay go ahead with it of course she mm. was always willing and she was there with me when we went to coimbatore to receive the yantra though she's not doing the practices but uh, i'm doing the practices every day morning and evening mm. and i'm really enjoying it. her grace uh, what do i talk about her grace i'm in love with her and if when i'm in sitting in front of her i just don't know where i start where i end where she starts where she ends it's all completely energy wise it's mixed up i'm not kidding about this physically i know but energy wise i don't know whether this is her energy in me or my energy in her so where is she starting where am i ending i have actually no idea and i am not kidding about this when i tell this to people they think i've gone bonkers but this is the absolute truth i don't know where i start and where i end and i don't know where she starts and where she ends that's her grace now what can i say now if i am in love with her i've become loving i've become meditative all the time because of her presence because of her intensity i have that intensity within me i can't even articulate it i mean uh, people are missing out on all the wonders of life <laughs> counting money running behind money running behind us whatever i mean you can yet do all these things but how can you miss such intensity how can you miss this i mean you have to be really stupid i was stupid i know that no, but some sense has come into me so i want people to understand you you you're missing everything in life which has meaning you just are missing everything you can run behind every damn thing in your life but you will never get it hmm. i mean the way i feel now and the way i felt prior to this there's a world of a different i'm in a different space hmm. just because of her grace just because of his grace this is crazy i never knew such a thing existed till i experienced it myself so i i hope people go in for these things they go in for the devi they do the yoga i really hope that just do it exactly the way it will prescribe don't be like not job like me and do your own thing <laughs> It's interesting uh, because you I got my footing because of Sadhguru. <laughs> so, mm. That's good. Mm. So you, so, 
I'm sorry. Please. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, for me, it's uh, having Devi. Uh, it's it's like you know you're you're making sure that she's on all the time by doing certain processes and everything. So I wonder how you're keeping yourself on. How what what are you doing to 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 be receptive to receive her grace? You don't have to do anything here. I I'm just so much in love with her. You don't have to do anything. I mean, I don't need to do anything. I I. What do I say? I'm just crazily in love with her. If I'm so crazily in love with her, there's no difference between her and me. Hmm. She works from within me. Whatever she's doing, whatever Sadhguru is doing, they're doing it from within me. It's just a way of me to connect to her was the love. I fell in a in love with her when I went for the consecration. Hmm. That love has not diminished. Now. as she is she is intense all the time she is on all the time because i am connected to her i have the chant back box on all the time i have the devi stuti going on all the time i am on all the time hmm. it's just her quality i have imbibed in myself because she is on all the time and that's all i have got that's 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 because of my connect with her i can't even say connect with her because it's to connect you need two <laughs> hmm. when you don't know where you start and where she is it's you becoming one so if she is going to be on i am going to be on so i have the chant box in my office i have a chant box at home i have the chant going on in the car of course my wife comes in i put bollywood music you know <laughs> enough enough of the chant <laughs> <laughs> she might get upset but that's okay that's fine <laughs> but i have uh, she's just got me on all the time mm. and i love it I love it mm. I wanted it to. How was the consecration? I uh, how was how was that uh, the experience of being part of a consecration process? <laughs> yeah, it was intense, uh, but somehow uh, I could never maintain the level of intensity which I experienced in Isha when I went back home, because of course there is a lot of. Uh, energy support there having the dhyanalinga the devi there everything there you know adi yogi there so the energy support was available i wanted that energy support at home too or in the office too so that's why uh, uh, the linga bhairavi that's why thank god she is there with me all throughout so i have that energy support which is conducive yeah? and which keeps me on all the while that's the way i want to be i that's the way i want to live that's the way i want to die i don't want to die any other way when you speak about uh dying i i, I want to know how um what 
now that that the linger biography seems like one of the like a major part of of your life um you know how Sadhguru talks about once your desires for the material things are settled down you start to have a vision for, which is much greater than yourself so i would love to know how that vision changed because you shared you know you used to think a lot about money and success how did that change and where is it going now uh see money and all these aspects of course are yet important it's not that they are not important but the importance level which they had prior to the yoga and now it's 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 a world of a difference now i need it so that i can do or rise to my highest potential <clears throat> it's like what do i do want to do for myself what do i want to do for satguru if i want to do something for satguru like all people want to ask is what do i do for sujiv satguru you need to grow to your highest potential i need to grow to my highest potential so do you so do so does everybody that's what he's trying to do that's his vision that every human being grows to his highest potential that's the primary vision now whether you what what else do you want to do for the outside world is entirely open to you yeah. or entirely open for me whether i want to create a devi temple or xyz or create a 100 devi temples but my first first thing is yes not to let the effort of this master go because you know i'm going to get a master like that again the level the intensity the knowledge the technology which he has available at this very given moment of time no other master has mm. so if you let if you waste this time away you're just stupid frankly speaking i don't want to be that stupid guy <laughs> i've been stupid all my life but now i don't want to be stupid anymore mm. you know so i just don't want to let this opportunity go waste i want to grow to my highest potential and outside whatever i do after that i don't know what i'm going to do but yes it's going to be something big growing to my highest potential is also a big thing within myself to take myself to my limit mm. whatever i do outside god knows but it will be whatever is desired by satguru or devi hmm. well, so let's see where it goes yeah the story is just started right now frankly <laughs> speaking despite me doing uh, yoga for 40 50 years it's actually the journey has just started yeah i'm just beginning because i'm just getting my footing now yeah. <laughs> So that's the best part of it. Establishing the foundation and now working on building the structure. Yeah, I hope it grows. I hope this this goes to the world all over. Hmm. Because it's the only way to change the mess around uh, individually, one person at a time. the only way we can move ahead is to build as many concentrated spaces as possible frankly speaking the more the mo- amount of concentrated spaces the more amount of people the 
the better the next generation will be as this generation consecrated spaces i now knowing i know that uh, being in in the presence of the devi or the dhyanashika or the lingam or the adi the difference is the consecrated space the difference is the live uh, is the live master hmm. of course the creator of the you can't forget the creator of that is the guru <laughs> so if consecrated spaces are that important sadguru is at a higher level than that hmm. right so you should never discount a guru you know just because he is a human being but uh, consecrated spaces are very 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 important for this as well as next generation i hope we can we as seekers can create as much as consecrated spaces as possible this generation as well as the next generation of yogis especially this is going to be which will be required to turn this world around mm-hmm. we may survive or not survive it does not important but the consecrated spaces should survive so we have to create as many spaces as possible so that even if there are x y z walls whatever x y z happen as many places as uh, that survive hmm. beyond us hmm. and the, the future generations will actually thank us for having consecrated they would not realize it but they will somehow thank us if we can create as many grand consecrated spaces as possible it will create a different level of people hmm. which we are which we have lost during the last 100 200 years hmm. this is the only way to wake up all the masters i agree you're right and i have a friend who's working on establishing those in hospitals she wants to to make hospitals consecrated spaces and i feel like that's one of the i would say with schools schools and hospitals are yeah. even according to me every baby every house should have a baby hmm. and without that you just follow you are living a life which is completely hollow and you don't know it because you have not experienced what it is mm-hmm. you're just experiencing the mundane you're just not experiencing something which is much much more powerful than you are mm-hmm. so unless you experience it unless we offer it to the people or somehow the people eat it up this should this should be available to to everyone this should be available hmm. yes i agree they have no idea what they they have actually no idea what they hmm. so i mean unless they experience it they will, they will not know mm-hmm. i'll be just speaking words and uh, they won't they won't get it because it's not in their in, in their experience at all hmm. i'm out of questions <laughs> 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 you you answered 
you answered everything. Um, and <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> then you're out of questions. I don't have answers anyway. <laughs> Sadhguru has all the answers. <laughs> yes. I'm just following him blindly. Hmm. So, yeah, I think we 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 can end the the podcast here and uh, thank you, thank you for for taking thank time. You so, much. <laughs> so wonderful to have uh, to to have someone so committed and devoted to to this. I just amazing. <laughs> I I. Stephen, again, I repeat myself. The only thing I can do for my guru is actually stick to the process. Mm. More than sticking to the guru, I want to stick to the process. Yes. So that I become the process. Mm. That's mm. it. That's 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 my only objective right now. So that I become the process. Mm. You know. That's his vision. You become the process. You become the yoga. Ultimately, if it has to flower, you'll have to flower in flower. Mm. But doing the practices till then, till the end of your life, <laughs> or you realize <laughs> whatever. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, following him blindly. Feel free to subscribe, like, and share, comment. And we will be very happy to have you join on, on more. Namaskar.